talking about the marriage covenant and then um, that, G, that we that we make promise to one another and then jesus keeps the covenant yes jesus keeps he's the only one that's ever done it he's the only one so it's funny to me you know i was i was reading you know when i was going through first peter today you know it's so shocking how good that stuff is because you know you, you like you were talking about just a second ago about going to mexico and that whole thing right yeah, you know and, and over. but i'm sitting here and peter is literally talking about dude if you're suffering good that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to suffer like Absolutely. and i don't mean that like brutal i don't mean like we're out getting flogged but that could happen i don't know i mean right but the suffering, like, you know, Paul writes that deal. And even Peter, man, I love how Peter just brings Paul into it. And then he talks about Silas at the end of the, of the first book, of Peter. But Paul says, you know, to fellowship, to share in the sufferings of Christ. No one that I know of. I think that's why. Oh, we were talking about the chick from Africa. What's her name? Uh, the, the missionary woman. Mo Mozambique, um, Heidi Baker. Heidi Baker. But there's another one in there. People are like, I get around them and I, I feel like I need to get saved. Like there was another girl, the chick from China. Who's the other? Jackie Pollinger. Pollinger. Yeah, that's it. It's because they share in the sufferings of Christ. They're walking in it. And we we uh, what's that? What's that verse? We glory in what we suffer. What you know what I'm talking about? I do. Uh, um, trying to pull it up. Think it through that. It'll hit us. Yep. But listening to peter say that over and over and hearing paul say that to the uh to the philippians the whatever that group of people is um this is the goal this is the goal christ not considering himself the equality with god something to be grasped but be taking on the form of a servant no one does this and yeah. we wonder where the spirit is in america right right because we just want the comfort and we just want me, 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 me. And we don't, we do not want to enter the suffering. You know, I'm wrestling with that because like they're, they're, for some reason, they're having a really hard time approving us for this new apartment that we have to move to on Saturday. And then we leave for Mexico on Monday and we're not approved and all of our stuff is gone. Like if you could see my house, Lisa sold everything. Yeah. We have nothing left but this couch I'm on because yes. nobody wants to buy it. So we're just going to give it to somebody. Right. And now they just called me today and said, wait, we need this and this and this. And I said, what are you talking about? It's the same company that I've been paying for three years and haven't ever obviously missed a payment or anything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then you all, you, you feel like I, you, you know, you get angry, like, right. like you get mad at God. Yes. Right. Like I'm walking and I'm like ticked. I'm like ticked at the dog and I'm mad and I'm cussing. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden God goes, Oh, got an angry heart today. Huh? And I'm like, all right, first John 1 9. I confess my my heart is angry. My heart is ticked. I'm mad at Lisa. Mm -hmm. I'm I, I just start confessing all the yeah. stuff my heart was feeling. And uh and I think that's part of it. You get to enter in with him no matter what, and just Correct. embrace what's happening and say the God, God everything belongs and God's in this. Yes, that's the 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 biggest struggle that I have recognized that I have I don't know if I've overcome it, but I'm walking through it. So walking through it is accepting the daily ordinary task that it's not above. I'm not above it. I'm in it because in this it. is where people are. 
people are in the daily ordinary things jesus showed up i mean there's so much scripture that backs this jesus showed up nothing glorious about him ordinary you know joe blow guy probably had a beard i'm assuming cruises in and he's just he's just ordinary with people and the spirit shows up and what i love what you were saying is you are in relationship with the father you know okay this is so weird i was listening to this bob jones thing man this thing has been on my brain uh well let me let me say it a different way it's on my heart so we like if you hear people talking about the conscious like i heard bob saying it over and over and the holy spirit spoke to me he's he's referencing the heart but he didn't have that term to say the heart because we know the heart thinks we know the heart has emotions and wills because this is what how jesus functioned he functioned from his heart and this is where this comes from so when you hear bob say conscience he's talking about his heart because in the heart that's where we have these these connections to the father so you're being fathered in that that's the point right. well yeah that's it that's it hey by the way welcome to m456 podcast we've got johnny c back uh, we, we we had my bride on the last couple and we talked about you john and the, the brown oh. whiskey you make her drink that she can't <laughs> uh and so hey welcome if you're if you're watching this, you're looking at it at mandate456.org, or if you're just listening, you're listening to it on Apple or Spotify or wherever, it's on every platform. Welcome, John McAllister, Gary Black, Mandate456. So we're having a discussion, obviously, about Peter. John's been listening to Peter all day long, the book mm -hmm. in the Bible. And, uh, and you know, for me, it's interesting is we just got into the heart and it's so hard for most religious people to understand the heart. Yep. Right. And so we, we don't know how to operate from the heart. We don't know how to trust the heart that God speaks to us in our hearts and sometimes oh. it manifests in our gut. So when you mm. feel something in your gut, that's the father fathering you. And, and, and so for me, like I literally, have had to sit today and let the father father me because everything is going crazy. We're leaving for Mexico, you know, money's crazy. It's tight. And, and, and I have to trust at deeper levels. Yes. Right. And, and Brandon, yeah. our little Mexican Brandon Munoz, shout <laughs> out, man. He's a mandate guy. He's a journeyman. He, uh, he raised his own funds to come and be my interpreter while Lisa and I are in Mexico next week at this Gen Z conference and he's been getting into his heart and trying to oh. learn to live from his heart, like dealing with, and he'd love me to share this, like anxiety, you know, anxiousness, not be able to sleep, like all kinds of stuff, some depression. And so then he starts getting into his heart and he shares it with some of his focus on the family buddies. And they rebuke him. They rebuke what? him. Yeah. What? Why? They rebuked him. They said the heart is evil. You can't trust your heart. You've got to stop teaching this. And he I got to ask a question. I got to ask a question right before yeah. they, because I hope, I hope people are listening to this and I'm not shaming focus on the family at all because we only know what we've been, what's been revealed to us in Christ. Right. And so there is hope. There's always hope. But what's so funny before you said that, I was remembering this phrase that John Smelter told me. He even said it on a CD, but he said it over and over and over. Let me ask you a question because Bema teaches us to ask the questions, right? Better questions. How can you love God with a desperately evil and wicked heart? How does that work? I don't know 
how that works. Right. It how does that work? It doesn't work. <laughs> how do you love your wife? How do I love you? If I, yes. if I have a desperately wicked heart, yes. it doesn't make any sense. I know. And so he, just for clarifying, if you're just, if you're just tuning into us, we talk about the heart all the time. Jeremiah 17, you know, Jeremiah is saying, look, my heart is wicked. It's desperate. All the things evil. Right. And then in Hebrews, Jesus says, I cleansed your heart. Like I washed your spirit. It is pure. Your heart is pure. And, and, and I operate through your heart. We don't ask Jesus to come live in our hearts. We ask Jesus to come live through our hearts. Oh, That's the only way we bring kingdom to the planet. The Dude, I got to read this. I got to read this. So cool. I'm, of course, I'm going through First Peter. So now I'm remembering everything I'm listening to. So First Peter 1, verse 22. Now that you have been that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, which is Jesus, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed. Now we are born because of Jesus's blood. This is, if the church gets this, if men get this, we're going to start to see what we're talking about, we are born of imperishable seed because of the blood, the precious blood of Jesus. And so our hearts are not wicked and desperately evil. Our hearts want God. They do. They really do. I can say that again, guys. Well, your it's, heart want God. Wait, 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 wait. Let me say it a different way. Richard Rohr says it this way. If you're actually living through your heart, it's just God loving God in you. The way you love yourself, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, I don't really love myself, most people would say, so I don't love my neighbor, mm -hmm. right? That's because we don't live in our hearts. But the way Roar says it is it's just God loving God in you, right? Because we are Jesus with skin on. Mm -hmm. We are made in his image, right? This is a big yes. discussion I had last night. It was an incredible, Levi and, and Casey, and of, of the, God just loving God. Instead of us trying to love God or trying to love ourselves, if we'll just stop, get in our hearts, right? It's just God loving God. And yes. then it's God loving my wife through me. It's God loving you through me. Mm -hmm. right? I don't have to work out it. I just, we show up and we love each other. Like you guys stopped coming. You stopped by here the other night, last Saturday night, the whole fam crash. You're driving back home from Glacier Park, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. Just, we just love each other, right? We can drink whiskey, oh, we can stay up late, and we just love being with one another. And our whole conversation is Jesus. Yes. Like, what did you oh. say that was so profound sitting here about covenant? I want to talk about that for, for a second again. Well, the thing that comes to my mind, well, we were talking to Noah and Haley. Which yeah, Noah and Haley, my, Noah. my almost 21-year-old and his girlfriend, which, oh, by the way, it so impacted them. They came back over the next day and said, we are going to press into John and Hillary. We want them to disciple us. Like Come on. Hillary was like, do you think that Hillary would be my friend? And Haley did. Haley says that. I'm like, of course she would. Now I see. Absolutely. Like, Very busy. So you have to pursue her. Yeah. Right? We're in. Are you but kidding they, me? Anyway. So we were talking to them and what were we saying? We were giving them marriage advice. Yes. Yes. So. This is and and I'm 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 stealing this from John, but we all we all why well, steal it. I am 
plagiarizing from Smelter because he gave it to us on our wedding day. Um, and of course, that's what we do with the scriptures anyway. We're just we're just saying it over. God said it, so we're just saying it, right? Jesus is the only one who ever kept the covenant. He's the only one. So in marriage, you can live with somebody. You can have this great relationship, dating, you know, outside of marriage. Everything's perfect. And Rosie, you take this covenant, this vow in front of the Father, because marriage is from the Father. I mean, this is what we're doing. The bride of Christ, Jesus, our great bridegroom, he, he said, I'm going away to prepare a place. And if and I'm coming back, if, if, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't have said so. So he's going away. But it is impossible once we take that vow without Jesus to have marriage work. It's impossible. It is impossible. It's only through Wait, say Jesus. that again. It's impossible to what? It's impossible for marriage to work without Jesus. It's it's impossible because Jesus is the only one that can hold the covenant. He's the so, only one that fills it. So we make promise at our wedding day and we say, I promise to live right through death, through health, through all the things we say, right? But we can't do that without Jesus holding the covenant of that. Yes. And how do we let him do that? How do we allow that to happen? Well, that's the glorious, that's the glorious part of marriage, right? I mean, it's, I can give you examples of, of my own life, walking through certain scenarios and, and personality traits that I had from a damaged heart and getting that healed. Um, and this is one thing I want to say about the heart and going back into this, the father is the healer. He bring, like, we see the healing of Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you have seen the father. So we know the father is the healer. But we expect healing like we expect macaroni and cheese. We think sometimes healing comes overnight, but that doesn't produce relationship. So as I'm walking in a, a heart that is now opened and is good and is lovable and God loving God through my heart, I still have parts of my heart that were broken. Things that happened to me that were hard to understand. But in walking this relationship out with a father, so in marriage, walking this out with your spouse this is the relationship. This is where we see the covenant fulfilled in Jesus. Hmm. So when I'm angry at my wife or when I, I find this, because it's always the small things, right? You know, it's the tiny things. I mean, most of us, you know, we're not cheating. Well, if you're cheating on your spouse, stop cheating on your spouse. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Don't get married if you're just going to cheat. Don't get married. Stay, right. you know, stay out of it. Right. Because you're going to be frustrated and angry because God wants you to be holy with this other person. Yes. Um, but in the little things like laundry was a big deal. But then I began to listen to my wife because I would see laundry. The way she does it is totally crazy. In my opinion, it was it's never the way I would do it. But what I started to do and what was interesting is I started hearing Jesus. He was replaying to me in my heart the things that I was thinking and saying towards her. Hmm. And what happened is my heart began to open to my wife and it began to soften. Is laundry a big deal? Will I remember these towels sitting on this part of the floor in two years? No, I won't. And so it's little things like that. We begin to feel Jesus's ability to accept my wife in that moment and hmm. to accept me. I no. literally accept that this, okay, this annoyed me. Okay, Father, this annoyed me. That's okay but I can accept it and I can become patient, which so, is- so, so, so let's back up. So it's okay to feel that annoyance, that mm -hmm. anger, that frustration. Yes. But then as you submit it through your heart 
and you're like, Father, or Jesus comes and says, God, this is so good. I, I got to talk about Trinity um, when we're done with this. So, um, so then Jesus comes and says, it's okay to feel that, but yes. now I want you to feel what I feel towards your wife. Yes. In I mean, this moment. Yeah. I mean, guys, this is all right. One of my biggest pet peeves on the planet, pastors, men or women that are pastoring a church, don't tell your congregation to stop feeling and then give us a, a thousand examples about how you felt through something with your family. You're speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Stop doing that. Okay. When we live in our hearts, there is room for the feeling and the experience. Okay. And then when I move towards my spouse or when I move against or away, however Jesus is operating, I begin to feel what Jesus can do in that scenario. So I have what Paul talks about this dual this dual part. I'm feeling in my heart. I've got my I've got my heart. Now I get to experience his love for my wife, his acceptance that it's not a big deal, his ability to be patient when I'm not patient, his ability to be humble when I'm arrogant and prideful, his ability to have mercy. This is what Peter was talking about when we suffer. And we begin to love our brethren, even the ones that don't know, like this whole thing with Dallas Jenkins and the, and the chosen, there was a pride sticker. Guys, yeah. what are we doing? Right. Love people. If right. you love, you cover over. It, it sums up the law. It covers over a multitude of sin. Yes. Love them and see the fruit. You will know where God is. And this yeah. is what happens in marriage. Yes. Keep going. I want to hear this because. Dude, I'm, I'm all fired up. I, it's, it, when I look at my spouse 18 years in, we just celebrated our 18th anniversary. It is better today. It doesn't mean it was easy. It doesn't mean it's hard. It doesn't mean I didn't explode and have, have moments. She has had a lot of mercy and grace for me, and I have had for her as well. But it's in those moments where we feel Jesus moving through my heart towards my spouse, loving her, accepting her. Uh, being long-suffering, being patient, it is th that fruit in the marriage is for both of us. It's not just what I'm growing on my own tree, you know, however the branch is and the fruit that's dangling, all that stuff. Um, it's for both of us because it's a marriage. And then I begin to see how she's being patient with me. I begin to see with the eyes of my heart and I begin to hear how she has long suffered for me as well. And we, this is the unity of the body of Christ. Husbands, when you start to love your wives, wives, when you start to love your husbands, this is what change. This is where we get the unity in the church is we have, anyway, that's, I'm going on a rabbit trail. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. But. That's good. I, I, Lisa and I were having a conversation about, cause I, you know, I went into my cave and uh, she asked me, she said, you're, you, you're, you're quiet. You're distant. You seem angry at me. Uh, where are you? And I, I said, so, and I don't even know half the time what I'm feeling or how I'm feeling, right? I just don't, I'm just not that in touch until I get really stop and get in my heart. And I said, you know, I, I, I am in a cave. I said, but I invite father, son, Holy spirit in my cave. Like if you go into a cave and you're looking at porn, you're doing your addictions, you're doing your anesthetic, you know, you're numbing yourself. That's a dangerous cave to be in because mm. you're isolated. You want to die in that cave, right? And But when I go into my cave now, 
if I'm attentive, if, if I'm living in my heart, if I'm aware, then yes. I invite all three because I need the father to come and father me through whatever I'm feeling, right? I need the, I need Jesus to come and lead with love, to come and help me to lead with how are you going to love people through this as I'm teaching you what I'm teaching you. And then I need Holy Spirit to come and remind me, I've given you power. I've given you the ability to overcome all things. You know, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Yes, you're being tempted. Yes, all this has come, but I always give you a way out. Yes. Always a way out of this cave. So I need the Trinity. I need all three to yes. come into that cave with me, right? So again, I I, I think what I we, we concluded with is, yes, it's okay as men to not know what we're really feeling, but we right. know we're feeling some, something's wrong. Right. Yes. I know I'm scared right now because of finances. I know that I'm, you know, we have to move. I know all these things are going on and I have to be okay with the way that I'm feeling. Yes. I just don't get to transmit that onto my wife or my kids or my, my friends. I get to actually be transformed by it so that it comes through with love and I lead with love. Right. And so, so anyway, I just, I thought I, I had never had that thought of, of, the difference in the Trinity and why I need all three, especially when I'm in the cave. Well, and bro, mandate four, five, six, Elijah goes into a cave and all the stuff happens. And then he's led out of the cave by the whisper of God. Right. So we go into these caves. We have the Trinity with us in the cave. Guys, listen to this. This is so important. A mature Christian through training is brought i'm gonna i'm i'm not taking from the scripture i'm not adding to the scripture but in my my paraphrase we're taken out of the cave by the whisper of the lord yes and this is why this is important you may not understand your feelings elijah did all these things and he was still wrestling with these feelings i've done all these things father i am the only one all of these things and, and in the bible leaves some of that stuff a little vague so we can Kind of work well, yeah, because he says I, I wasn't in the wind, it wasn't in the earthquake. It then he says, Come out, get your get quiet, get your head between your knees, humble yourself, and then there's the whisper. Yes. And the whisper was, You're gonna be the first disciple on the planet. <laughs> he didn't know that, <laughs> right? But go disciple somebody, right? Yes. So he yes. goes and finds Elisha and and Jehu and right, and he goes disciples three guys. Yes, and it's the first time we see discipleship elijah yeah. to elisha and the whisper was just go be you go go lead with love Dude, this is go give away what i've given you my heart right but now i know but but i want you to say this because it's peter right yeah. he had to embrace the suffering he calls fire down from heaven jezebel says i'm going to kill you he had to embrace that the reality that i want to kill myself i want to die yeah. i don't want to i'm i'm going to stay in the desert I, I'm not going to go anywhere. Why do I have to go anywhere? Mm. You know, it's, it's, I think it's where the generation stuck. It's like, why would I stop looking at porn? That porn, that, that woman on porn or whatever I'm looking at, is not going to fight back with me. Right. Why would I leave the cave of my, of my Xbox and my, you know, all the, all the things I do to numb myself? Why would I leave that cave? I'm going to stay in the wind and in the earthquake and in the, the isolation and in the shame. Why would I leave this? And and then Jesus says, oh, oh, I'll walk with you if you'll yes. hear my whisper, if you'll train yourself to listen with your heart instead of your head. 
Yes. Right. And that I believe is we embrace the hardship. We don't suffer. I mean, let's be honest as American Christians, we're not persecuted. Right. It's why we read the Bible so wrong. Um, because we can't, we can't read it through the eyes of persecution because we've never been persecuted. Right. Right. So we don't understand what scripture says. So we, we teach these horrible things. I mean, when you said Peter to me earlier, uh, you know, I, I just got these questions from, um, Javier from Mexico of this panel we're going to do. And one of the questions is, is, is the Bible sex or why is the Bible sexist? Hmm. Right. And uh, well, if we're honest, I mean, women were disgraced in the Bible. I mean, they were the, the, the scum of the earth in the old Testament and in the new Testament. And then Jesus comes along and says, Hey babe, right. He <laughs> includes on. the women in everything and talks yes. to the women and the women fund his ministry and, you know, Mary and Martha and my God, it's incredible. And he always includes them. There were mm-hmm. 4,000 men, boys and women. And Jesus always makes sure to recognize, right? And yes. he breaks that thing. And then in, in 1 Peter 3, and we've taught this so ignorantly, so mm-hmm. immaturely for just immature men in our pulpits uh, of, you know, Jesus is, is, is not, Peter's not saying that wives just shut up and submit to your husbands. Peter was saying, look, man, if you submit, you potentially could lead this horrible man to know yes. me. If you'll just come underneath this and trust me, right? They, they, all these women were married to non-Christian guys. They're all serving Jesus. They mm-hmm. all love God with their whole hearts. Their, their husbands don't. They're probably abusing them because that's what they were taught to do. Right. And, and Peter says, submit. And, and trust that Jesus is going to come alongside of you and probably shift your family, right? Yes. And, and so that, to me, is what Peter, like Peter got it. Paul got it. Yes. Right? They yes. got it. Man, women are really, really incredible and important. And they're not, we're not to lord it over them in the way we've been taught. We yes. get to love them as Christ loved the church, which means unto death. Yes. It- we mentioned, you know, right at the beginning, Jackie Pullinger and Heidi Baker. If you want to find Jesus, get around these two women. If you get a chance, get around these two women and tell me if you don't question your salvation. And these are women. So, and, and guys, we've taken everything out of context so well. When Peter's speaking, he's speaking into a, a, a city that is, is, is knee deep in pagan, well, where our country is. I mean, we're in this idolatry, this paganism. If you don't think it is, set your phone down and go a day or two without looking at your phone. Right. If you don't think you don't think we're in bondage in this country, the freaking image of bail is what we all hope for in our retirement. We have the bull market sitting in New York City. And tell me if you're not more worried about your finances when you retire than what the spirit of God is saying today. And oh, by the way, retire is not in the Bible. So we're not supposed to retire. Yes. Right? When I love that quote, later. when an old man dies, a whole library is burnt away. Oh, right. Oh, because there's, yeah. we don't know anything until we're in our sixties. Yeah, for sure. We don't know shit about shit until mm-hmm. we're at least got some gray hair and we're in our sixties. Right. And right. until then we just kind of pretend and live yes. through. And so we've got all this wisdom and people are chasing a white ball around. Mm-hmm. Right. And instead of giving to the next generation and again, love golf, um, suck at it, but my God, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I go play, but then go give your life to something. 
Yeah, well, and that's that that, that that's what Peter's saying in this. He he's literally extorting these women. It, it's it's literally they are becoming Jesus in their households in this scenario. In, in yes, in, in when he's talking about this, we we've taken this thing, and I've heard churches say this that women shouldn't be in leadership. If that's what you're holding on to, you're you're, you're missing it. Yeah, did you Get see Rick Warren repent a couple weeks ago? No, what you didn't of see what? that? No. Oh man, Rick Warren repented publicly for having the false teaching of not ordaining women as pastors in his church and ordaining them as teachers in his church. He said, I have totally missed this. The Southern Baptist completely taught me wrong. I bought into a heresy and I repent. And I, he said, I, he said, this is the biggest sin that I have committed in the last couple decades of my life. And he repents of it and ordains women and he got thrashed he of got the church went nuts right yes. because he's I, it's rick warren oh I mean, my word here's why i mean you know rick's son killed himself a month before my son killed himself mm -hmm. and we have our foundation in this under the same umbrella of a foundation and his you know his book purpose driven life is just it's sold you know he's one of the top christian authors and one of the coolest churches in California, Saddleback. And then all of a sudden he comes and says, man, I've got to humble myself. Because you know why life humbled him? Suffering humbled him. Yes. It, it, through life, he just kept embracing the suffering and he kept going. And it humbled him to a place where his eye, the, his, his heart it was finally enlightened to go, oh my God, I've totally missed this. This is complete heresy. And I have sinned. Please forgive me, dude. That is like, come just on, sitting in that. And I, I, I just, Lord, Holy Spirit, whatever you're wanting to do right now, there. Mm. I just, Lord, I. There is hope. There's hope, but we we want to live by the Spirit. This is how we want to live: to yeah. live by the Spirit. Jesus, you showing us how to do this daily, always oh, trusting God. the Father. Father, help us do this. Father, we want this intimacy with you. Mm. They that wait on the Lord, renew their strength. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. I, and I'm bouncing all around because the waiting thing is so important to me. But in the waiting, what, how am I waiting? I'm waiting in my heart. So if you're wrestling with this, with, with wives and husbands, if this is something, I mean, because we've been talking about it for a while. If you're wrestling with this, wait on the Lord. This is how you get strength. This is how you get understanding is we wait on the father and then all of a sudden we realize oh my goodness the father's right here and he wants to connect he right. really wants to connect what's funny is i was going to say this earlier um but i want to throw this thing i was just talking to my sister and the way the lord speaks to my sister is just incredible religion gets louder and louder and louder so if you're in an environment and you're getting confused like if you're seeing these discussions if if it has to do with with homosexuality if it has to do with, with husbands and wives, whatever it is, and it starts to get loud, get quiet. Start to listen. If you have seen any of the Chosens in season three, what does Jesus do in the last episode? He sits everybody down and they start to listen. He's, he's literally listening. And I know it's Dallas doing this. He's painting a picture. Take the picture, folks. Take the picture. L look at what, what this dude that is portraying Jesus is doing. He's listening. So if it gets loud, this is what my sister was saying. When I start to see the questions and they start getting louder and louder and louder, I know I just slow down and start to listen. She gets quiet. 
because the Holy Spirit sometimes is incredibly quiet. Yes. Incredibly quiet. Whisper. It's a whisper. Yeah. We quiet our hearts. We quiet our souls. How do we do that? Through training. So going back into Hebrews, we've quoted this a lot on Info 456 to distinguish good and evil. Sometimes in this dual citizenship that we have, we have a physical body that contains the virus of sin, but our hearts are cleaned. So we slow down. And sometimes there's bad things that are coming up in our body. Sometimes there's the ugly man. I was on vacation in Glacier and God shows me, I have this dream. And in this dream, this dream was so, so short. I saw Clint Eastwood and I'm John Wayne. And I always had this as a side note. You're, you're either a John Wayne fan or you're a Clint Eastwood fan. They don't ever mix, you know, you're either one or the other, That's you know, right. True. For the most part, you yeah. either identify with the outlaw, crazy, sort of good guy, blondie. Yeah. Or you're John Wayne, the Duke all the way. The and we're going to get the job yeah. done. Yeah. You're yeah, going to get the job Well, done. although Clint was always a badass for you, younger generation, <laughs> if you don't know Clint Eastwood and John Wayne, now John Wayne was a raging alcoholic and was not a good father, but, uh, yes. and I think Clint's done better, but that's not the point. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. So I look at him and the Holy spirit speaks to me in my dream he says there's five parts to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Figure it out. Now, some some of that's for me, obviously, but I want to put this in context. We so one good... of Clint's movies was The Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Probably yeah, the most incredible one in the 70s, yeah. Yeah, and it's long. If you haven't seen it, you should see it once. I mean, Academy Awards, all the stuff. But there's good, there's bad, and there's ugly. And part of our job in maturing as Christians is to understand the difference. So how do we know what the difference is? You have to be trained in these things. God is not going to throw you out. I mean, sometimes he does. I don't want to, I don't want to speak for you, Father. I'm not speaking for you. But a lot of times as we mature in this, as you were talking about earlier with Lisa, a lot of times Holy Spirit sounds like our wives. Lisa saw you. She saw where you were at and she starts to speak to you. And what happens? You start to come out of the cave. Yes. Or you, 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 what, however God's doing it. Well, it, so, here's what it does for me. It, it, it's, and, and I know it's Holy Spirit through her. Mm-hmm. I can actually put words to how I'm feeling. If yes. I'll stop being angry and just tell her to leave me alone. <laughs> right. And she knows sometimes I just need to get on the Harley and ride. Right. Or just, mm-hmm. she knows, but she can take it personal because we always internalize. So right. she wants to make sure it's not her. Right. Um, yeah. And then she starts to get angry. So then I have to recognize and go, okay, wait, she's helping me put words to what I'm feeling because I don't know what I'm feeling. Yes. And that's when the father gets to come in and mm. the covenant comes in because Jesus is the covenant keeper. Yes. Right? So keep yes. going. Sorry to mean interrupt you, but that's no. literally what happened to us this morning. Yes. This is so when, when, when people are like, why would I go through this? Because it is good. And you get to see, the grace and the mercy. One of the prayers I pray, I pray the Lord's prayer every day. And I always say, thank you. Instead of saying, forgive me of my sins. I say, thank you for forgiving me of the things that I see and the things that I don't see because God's mercy and his mercy. When he said that to Moses, I am merciful. I love that God's mercy over my life. He forgives me of the things that I don't even see yet that my spouse sees yes. that sometimes. And, and so I sit in this and I'm like, thank you for forgiving me. Then it changes me to where when I see the people sinning against me, I can take Christ's words and I can say, I will pray for you and I love you. I will forgive you. And I know I went big on that, but in marriage, this is how this works. The good, the bad, the ugly. Sometimes we see the ugly. 
we hold it. It's it's all in the genre. It's all in this movie. If you look at it, there's a there's a good character, there's a bad character, there's an ugly character, and they go through this dance, all seeking this prize at the end. But in this life, we sit there and we sit in this and we find the Holy Spirit, we find the Father, we find Jesus in this, and this is where he's taking us. And we yeah. walk through this and it's powerful. And I keep coming back to it over and over and over. There's I, Bob Jones, and this is so funny, um, did a message at Bethel on February 22nd of 2011, which is our 22s. Or February 27th, yeah, 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 2 11 And he does this, if you if you can find it, listen to it. But he talks about this very thing that we're starting to walk in right now. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing. This is where we are going. God has given us all authority under Christ to stand in this place. Yes. In our marriages, in these moments, to get our hearts back so that we can begin to walk this out. Wow. Dude, come on. You know what you guys have just joined in? This is literally how John and I talk to each other, no matter where we are or what we're doing. This is our conversations. You've just entered into our conversations, no matter what we're doing. If we're, if yes. we're, if we're sitting and having some good whiskey together, if we're flying on a plane somewhere, if we're in a barn with the Wild Courage Boys, mm -hmm. right? I, this is our conversations. Yes. And, and this is how... You know, it's it, it it it's it's interesting to me because I, I don't have other conversations. Like I just don't have carnal conversations. Like I, I I get to just talk about the goodness of who the Father is, right? It's like our boy, and and we'll, we'll end with this. Uh, we've been a while, but you know, our boy Jordan. You know, shout mm -hmm. out to our Canadian and him being faithful to a word that he heard when he was 12 or 14 years old. And he's now 30, 31, uh, about a woman. And, and, hit, and, and, you know, I used to, in 2015, when he was one of my world racers, I rebuked him for it. I said, you're ridiculous, you know, get over it and move on. She doesn't love you. She doesn't want you. Now I sit with him and my heart's wide open. And I was like, I love this about you, Jordan. I love that you're faithful to a word that you heard from God and you're standing on it. Yes. I, said, I don't know the conclusion. I don't know if she's ever going to come around. I don't know if you're right or wrong. I could care less because it's never about right and wrong. It's bringing you life because you're being obedient unto death in your heart. Oh. There's a word you heard from God. So I'm going to journey on this road with you. You know, his church is rebuking him. His pastor rebukes him. You know, all these people tell him how he's missing it. And that's not my job. Yes. My job is to talk about the goodness of the father and how good he is and how he literally fathers us. Yes. Father, come and father me. Right. Dude. Instead of God, please change this. God, please make her heart turn. God, please give me money. Right. It's like, mm, I don't have to say, please. I say, thank you that you're fathering me in something that I can't see. Yes. Because of your mercy. Yes. Right. Oh my goodness. I have to, I have to tell one more story. Yeah, of course. So I, I, I had to, re I repented. Thank you, father, for forgiving me. So I've been at this fire station for 18 years and it, it's here in Oklahoma. It's called war anchors. I love these guys. These dudes are awesome. I mean, I get to be around several different personality types. Um, and my chief is, he's a great chief. He, he's an incredible chief, my assistant chief as well. I mean, it's just incredible guys. I love them. 
But what was interesting, we had this running joke and it started for me. I, I recognized it and I said it, but I'm not going to say it again. And so I'm putting this on a podcast, so I'm going to have to hold myself to it now. But um, I'll help you. I'm a lieutenant. And over the 18 years that I've been there, I've never really been given any responsibility in the firehouse. And in one hand, it's, it's kind of refreshing. I get to do my job. I get to, to walk with these guys, work with these guys. And in the other hand, your ego kind of goes, well, am I not qualified? And so a couple of years ago, I started making a joke about, well, they're not going to ask me because they've never asked me to do anything. And today I'm, I'm going through the okay. book of Peter, first All Peter. humility, maybe? Probably, maybe, maybe making a joke. And of course, my shift, we laugh about it. They're like, Josh, they're going to get picked. And we make it a running joke, you know. And then I realized, okay, part of, and this, you guys might be like, this is silly to make this reach, but it's not for me because I look for Christ in all things. I'm looking for Jesus. I want Jesus. Yeah. And so I see this and I'm like, oh, this is a little suffering. And I can accept this. I can accept if God is hiding this and he doesn't want me to have this authority and watch and listen and trust these other guys. Cause these other guys have wisdom. These other guys have intelligence. They know what they're doing and listen and just accept that they're not asking me. That is okay. And for a while, I, of course I made jokes about it, but I sat on the couch and I was like, Father, thank you for loving me and forgiving me. Thank you. I didn't see it. I didn't know it. And I can accept it now. And I can be okay in this process and I can mm -hmm. love my brothers through it. And so when you were saying all that stuff, it just registered in my heart that I had that experience. And I want to share that because this is what it looks like. It's always the little things, fellas. Right. It's always the little things. All of a sudden you're going to stumble upon little things, little things, little things. And all of a sudden, bam, a big thing happens and you're going to go right through it. Patient and kind and merciful because you walked with the father through these little things and he trusts you here. And yeah. because you're not going to lord it over people, you're going to see that it's the body. And that you're going to extend out like Jesus extended out. Oh, that's a prophetic word for somebody. You're going to extend out into that. Just like Jesus, you know, Jesus said, Peter, you're going to go one day where you don't want to go. And you're, extend, you're going to extend your arms out. And he was talking about, you know, he was talking about the death that, G, that Peter was going to get to one day. There's something in here. Some guy's going to hear this and he's going to realize, oh my goodness, I'm literally the arms of Jesus right here. I'm extending out and I'm being taken where I don't want to go. Trust the Holy Spirit in that. Because it's for the body of Christ, for the kingdom. We bring right. peace into the scenario. So these little things lead us here. So trust that. If that is for somebody, just trust that. It's, it's, that. The, it's the whole thing of we've made salvation a personal instead of a corporate thing. Salvation is not about me. Salvation is about us. Yes. Right? So when I say yes to Jesus, I don't have to say the sinner's prayer and all the crap we've made up. I say yes to him. I'm saying yes corporately to him that now I'm going to serve the body of Christ and give my life away. I'm not saying yes so I can get a ticket off this horrible planet and not go to hell, right? right. I mean, yeah, it's good not to go to hell, I guess. I, I think, but we've made it personal instead of corporate. And I think that Jesus is shifting that. It's yes. a corporate yes. When I say yes, I'm saying yes for the McAllisters. I'm saying, you know, yes for the Ripley's. I'm saying yes mm. for the raises. I'm 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 saying yes for the body of Christ. I'm saying yes for gay people. Yes, yes. for transgenders. Right. I'm saying, I'm saying yes for blacks and yellows and right. It's not, 
it just takes away all of those things and you just love people really well right where they are yes. and you don't need to prove that they're wrong and you're right yes you just get to love them <laughs> that's the difference yes that's i mean yeah i mean that my my head my heart i don't know what what's our time like how how long have we, we been can going, keep going you can keep going man dude man my heart right now my heart in this loving you know peter says in 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 this in, I, I can't remember which chapter because i'm and i'm going through peter this is a side note for my own personal reasons i need to get the scripture in me more and one of my favorite things now is i just listen i'll get in the truck and i just listen oh i love listening oh i just love it um but if you're if you're wondering about anything we say, it, go into the Bible, find find yeah. out. I, I, like, and like and let's just say that I th we were Lisa and I did a live radio show yesterday, and then they, they wanted us to stay on and record a show they're playing today. Actually, they're playing it right now. I think. Oh. Um, yeah, and we, you know we gave Lisa's book away and all this stuff. But after we got done with the interview, the interviewee, and she's this pretty famous person stayed on and just got extremely vulnerable with Lisa wow. and I it sitting in her studio chair and just started confessing and sharing and and the pain and what she recognized in Lisa and I that we just love people like she's like and you've kept going even through all the suffering right and that doesn't that's not a pat on the back that's because we don't know any better right <laughs> I mean it's just like <laughs> ignorance but we've kept moving right? Because we shared some pretty, you know, she asked us our stories. And, um, and I just, I think about, we just got to be Jesus for another hour after two full recordings, right? <laughs> and, and we just got to sit there and be Jesus. And we wept and we prayed and we, and it was just so powerful and amazing. Uh, I don't know how else you do this. There is no other way. <laughs> there is no other way you you don't like that is i love you you gave this to me and i've kind of morphed it into my own thing wake up in the morning my first phrase is i'm like oh father i love you and there's that verse in 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 psalms i think it's 143 i go to sleep in your faithfulness and i wake to your unfailing love so my first thing is i'm like i just recognize that every morning oh god thank you love me and then i still still what you do all right what are we doing what are we doing? And I, I don't mean We're to say it, that yeah. in an Italian yep. voice, like, well, what are we doing today? You know, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? What are we doing today? Father, yeah. what are we doing? We're going out, we're doing the stuff with the guys. What are we doing about yeah. that thing? You know? Um, but I, I, there's something on this Holy spirit. I know that there's something on this. I, 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 I sense the presence of the Lord. I sense things are close. Uh, we went and looked at, and not jumping ship here, but we went and looked at some spaces. So Hillary and I have, you know, we're same boat. We're getting low on funds um, and just trusting God, trusting in what's happening. And we're going and looking at facilities today, extra facilities next to her dance studio and where to expand into this. How do we expand? Lord, are you asking us to expand? Yes or no. And we've been asking him that for, for a couple of weeks now, three weeks, almost two and a half weeks now, every day are we expanding and we're doing this and we're doing this, but this is the heart behind it. I want to be in a place where when the Holy Spirit speaks, I move, I right. go, I go with the spirit. And I love that what you were saying about you and Lisa yesterday, this is what this looks like. When we, we begin to mature, it's not about being, we've missed it in the church and I'm not shaming the church because the church has such a great and glorious father. 
Sure. And so it can, he can switch it in a moment, but we've missed it. We built these stadiums. We built these huge facilities and a lot of them lay vacant. They lay empty during the week, but we've, we've made it about a single thing instead of about what the Holy spirit is doing. And that is what it looks like as a mature Christian, what you and Lisa did, you set, you say, okay, this is what the Lord's doing. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait. Yes. And I'm going to stay in this place. Yes. Anything that gets rid of the prophets, I wouldn't touch. Mm -hmm. Right. The prophets are supposed to speak against what the religious are doing. Yes. Right. And so yes. anything as the as the Western church has done, they've gotten rid of the prophets. Anything that does that, they they don't want to hear the opposite of what they're feeling like and what they're what they want. And yes. so that's that's the that's the issue. It's not that we're against the church. And anyway, yes. it is the bride of Christ. It's the it's the institutional, the idea of what church is supposed to look like that we've fallen into that I'm deadly against, mm -hmm. a hundredfold mm -hmm. against, uh, but loving people in it and keeping one foot in it and one foot on the edge so that I'm hearing that whisper of yes. where the father wants to take the, the body, where he's actually steering the body of Christ, mm -hmm. like the barns, like, you know, like, honestly, don't know why we're going to Mexico, but. 55% of Gen Z Mexicans in Mexico identify as LGBTQ. 55%. Yes. Wow. And the suicide rates are off the charts. Yes. And so, and it's extremely religious, right? Uh, the, the charismatic church is religious, the Catholic church, right? And so it's this, what is God saying in Mexico right now? I want to go find mm -hmm. out. Yes. That's right? what we do. That's what we, that's do. What we do. Right. We and I say that listen. as, yeah, Gary and I say that a lot. That's not just our thing. Guys, this is for you. What are we, okay. What are we doing? Okay. Holy spirit. What are we doing? This is not the Gary and John Wayne show. This is, if, if I can give you something, take this, challenge us on this, challenge the Lord. Well, hey, maybe that's not the word, <laughs> but literally sit in it and say, okay, Holy spirit, what are you doing? Yeah. Start making space for this. I mean, I went to a YWAM base in Glacier and it was so weird. I, I, but I, my heart, I see this, you know, we're up there staying at Flathead Lake and which is gorgeous. If you guys have never been to, to Glacier National Park, this part of Montana, it is a drive. I don't want to shit you not. It is a drive to get there. Uh, but it is so freaking pretty. These people don't, they know, they obviously know that's why they live there. But uh, so anyway, we we're going on a hike and I'm driving uh, It's my wife and I, my two boys and my niece and nephew, my sister's kiddos. There's just six of us. We're going to go on a hike because I love hiking. I love getting in nature. It's John Eldridge. I'm going to steal this from him. Yeah. You know, you when you get into nature, there's something about the beauty of God that restores the soul. Yes. And so people often just, you know, can't distinguish the soul from the spirit and the heart and all these things. The soul is how our heart mediates this present world to us. So when the war is waged against our soul, it's the, the literally physical things hitting us. So we get into nature, whatever that is for you, and it begins to restore our soul, our ability to be right here, to be right in this moment with people. But I see this YWAM base on this journey, and my heart and my soul just moved towards it because that's where I started. That's uh, I remember SSTs in Tyler, Tyler Texas with Kip Gaines. Going there, I heard the, the the voice of the Lord for the first time. Didn't know what I was hearing. The original American base, I think. Rain, what do they call it? Rainforest or something. Tyler, the Tyler Wild yeah. man killed me. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Keith Green down there. Oh, yeah. The right across the, yeah. 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 And um, so anyway, I took a risk and I went and I went Winky to the Winky Pratney. Come on. Uh, oh, <laughs> man. Dude, I was quoting all sorts of people. I was like, do you guys know who Fred Market is? And of course, you know, a lot of these people there, you know, they're oh, no idea. different. Right. No idea. But what was interesting is I walk onto the base and the last thing that I did with YWAM, because I was going to do DTS, but I, I changed and I did RTN and I did the seeds program the next summer. It was, you know, it was like 97, 98, somewhere in that yeah. 96. But I went to Atlanta and I went with YWAM and it was incredible. I, I got to see to people the Olympics, from all over the world. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has turned into quite a story here. Uh, if you guys want to take a pause, go get a drink, use the restroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> Elevator music right now. Um, anyway, so I, I took a risk. I texted you. I was wrestling with Hillary. I was like, should I go? Should I go just say hi? But something about the Holy Spirit, something in my heart was moving to her, and I wanted to trust what I was sensing. And so we went. You encouraged me. You were like, go, go, go. Yes. Who cares? Always. Go. Yes. Like. I get to the base and the first two people that I meet, they're both staff. One, one lady in the accounting office, um, she started during the Olympics at this base. And so immediately I was like, okay, Holy Spirit. For me, that registered to me because she has been steady and has been there for 25, 28 years, whatever it is now, at this base in Montana. Wow. And I began to listen. And so we did a tour. I'm talking about dream. You know me. I go right into dreams. I'm like, where? This is a dreaming base. Somebody's dreaming here. I know it. I can sense it. I can feel it. We step out of the doors and I see the biggest angel I've ever seen. He's standing over this facility and I don't even know what the facility is yet. He's standing and I'm looking at this angel. And I'm like, holy cow, what is happening here? And of course, I, I mentioned it to the lady. And she's like, she thinks I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Buffs, but whatever. <laughs> I can deal with that. Yeah, that's okay. So we start, yeah. So we start walking and we get into this facility and Hillary immediately connects with a dance teacher who's doing dance stuff and they know the same people and there's some connection there. So I'm like, okay, okay. We step out and then I see Michael. I saw, I saw Michael. He was standing over their, 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 this huge facility that they bit. This was like an old air force base. Um, and he's over this other area and the Lord Michael, the archangel Michael. you're saying, right? Yes. And he was yeah. huge. He was huge in this. I don't know how big he is and, day-to-day -day life maybe he's this size i don't know bob jones always said that he looked like a big mean indian looking guy but you know like not mean but like always kind of like very direct and yeah. stern um but i've seen him twice now i had him in a dream and i saw him there and so i told him a dream and the dream was about bread and and it was all about bread and i just and that was it i mean i took the risk i'm seeing this stuff but as we were leaving and there is a man there that leads a school in the summer for high school kids, maybe early college too, but it's a, it's strength and conditioning and then going out into the nations. And my oldest son, this is, this is what he loves. He's being discipled by a, my niece's boyfriend, Tyson. So Tyson, if you're listening to this, you're discipling my son. He loves weightlifting and his older, my, my other nephew Gage is big into weightlifting, but it's, it's, they're finding Jesus in this weightlifting. It's something who they are. And I hear this little deal and I mention it to my son and now there's a seed planet. Wow. And so we'll see, we'll see yeah. what's good. The whole point of that is listening to the Holy spirit, but we don't know. We don't we take know. risks, and we, we don't have to know. We're not supposed yes. to know. No. We take the risk and then we just trust and, and we, we just moving. press and go. That's the point. Yes. All right, man, we got to wrap up. Listen, uh, 
mandate456.org. If you haven't signed up yet, it's 11 bucks a month, I think. I don't know what yep. Raise is doing now, but yeah, go sign up. We're doing new courses. I just had a youth pastor jump on today and he started going through all the archetypes and just the different courses that we already have up. And he was losing his mind. He's like, I have material now to teach my youth group for the next year. Like, he Come just, on. yeah, he's messaging me. How do I promote this? Right. And so I'm like, okay, if that's just the one guy who can impart this to a bunch of young people. Uh, I'm all in. Right. Yes. So make sure you join us. Uh, you can watch us uh, on video. You can just listen. Um, you can see how beautiful John Wayne is, all shaved and and cute. With Dude, his... I have to go to work tomorrow. That's the reason I shaved. I had great. All right, have great. Yeah. But I want to throw this your in wife, there because your wife told you to shave. But go ahead. Well, yeah, she did. She hates the mustache. I had a mustache oh. for like seven hours. But um, the reason we we talk about this community, this journeyman community, is this is an opportunity. We're going to do live things. One of the things that we want to do in this is to do lives. And yes. we want you to come and ask questions, wrestle with us. Yes. We are going to talk about the spiritual stuff. We're going to get yes. into these. Gonna well, talk and about and you, can come, you can come on the lives and share your dreams. And, yes. and we'll see if Holy Spirit wants to interpret your dreams. Yes. We're, we're going we're to do some, some business prophesying. We're going to prophesy into businesses and just kind of let the Holy Spirit lead us. But as mm -hmm. men just come together in this community, right? It's the whole point. That's the point of it. And so that's why, we, that's why we push this, guys. I want you to know it's, and I'll be honest, I'm just going to tell you this. We need money. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm going like, to keep doing what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. So is Gary. So is Lisa. So is my wife. We're going to keep doing it. But we need to generate money, not because I want to become rich. I just need to make money, like yeah. a living. Well, we don't have any. And yes. uh, yeah, for Lisa and I, it's literally the way we live. And yes. so there's just, there's just not, it's not to get rich. We could care less. Yeah. I'd love to be rich, not to get rich. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Love you, man. Thank you, Johnny. This is amazing. Just love you it. and I having conversation. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>